Welcome to the Audio Road Network. It's time for questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This show is all about the business of trucking. We're live Monday through Friday, midnight Eastern. Call 646-595-4967. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We are here live. Pick up the phone, give me a call, 8888 Road Dog is the number. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance. Tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your own authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. If you dial right now, you might be able to grab an open line. They'll probably fill up quick, but jump in. I'll get to as many calls as I can tonight. I am here live at the Mid-America Truck Show in Louisville, right outside the doors of the Expo Center. We had a great first day for the show today. I was a little worried. Uh, I've been doing seminars at this show for 20 years now, and this is the first time I ever had a seminar scheduled for 10 a.m. on the opening day. Technically, the show doesn't even open until noon. Um, 10 are the VIP hours, so I thought, I'm just not going to have a lot of people in that room. But it was packed. I had a great crowd in there. Uh, An hour isn't a very long time for me in a seminar, but I got in as much as I could. I will be doing another one tomorrow at 10 a.m. and again on Saturday. And all three seminars stand alone, but they all build on each other. They're all about getting your authority and becoming a carrier. So, Today I covered the big picture, and tomorrow I'll do more details step-by-step how to, how to get through that process. And then on Saturday I'll talk about surviving that first year. And, and more than surviving, really getting through that first year profitable. Um, saw a lot of people today, uh, had a great time. Um, so if you're here... Look for me. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, well, I know I'll be in the seminar room at 10 a.m. every morning. I will be in the truckstop.com booth at 2 p.m. every day. And uh, the rest of the time, I will be hanging out with our other partner companies and trying to make my way. It seems like all the places that I have to be are about as far away from each other as you can get. And if you've been here You know, that's a lot of show floor to cover, and I just try to travel it outside rather than in the show because the show was not horribly crowded today, but it was pretty busy for a first day. You know, the one thing that um, I, I said I've been doing seminars here for 20 years. I've been coming to this show for 28, and I remember all of the cycles, the good years with freight rates, the bad years. 
and it changes kind of the mood and the attitude. And, you know, I remember 08, which was just a horrible year, and 9 and 10, and, you know, even into 11. It was just slow, and people were more negative and not sure where the industry was going. Uh, this year's very, very optimistic. You know, I, I, I have said that in my 32 years in trucking, this is the best year I've seen. I was talking with Chuck Snow today, the CEO from Traffics. Many of you know Chuck. He's uh, one of our speakers at the CMC and just a great resource for us. Chuck's been around the industry a long, long time, and he said he has never seen anything like this. So it's an exciting time. There's a lot going on in trucking, and uh, on years like this, it's fun to be at the truck show. So... We'll be back at it again tomorrow. If you're here or going to be here, come look me up. I think I'm going to get to some phone calls, see what it is you want to talk about tonight. Let's go to Kansas. Danny, welcome to the program. Yeah, hello, Kevin. How you doing there? Doing great. What's on your mind? Yeah, um... I was wondering about uh, what would be the proper way. Uh, I had a, a, a driver back into my truck this weekend, and uh, when I got in touch with the insurance form, and uh, I, I guess the, the owner of the company got in touch with me you know, a couple of days later, and he was wanting to just take care of the bill on his own without getting his insurance involved, which, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it because I'm a small carrier too, so. I know how that insurance works, yeah. but I've, I've been burnt before like that, before being nice. But um, what, what I was wondering is, um, how, how, how am I going to charge this guy for the downtime that it's going to take to do the repairs? Because I know what, before they had made me send all my invoices in to uh, for like three months worth of invoices, and, and then they got an estimate off of that. But I don't know how that works. You know, how would I do that? For this guy to charge him right yeah so there's no exact way or right way to do this and you know a lot of times with insurance companies they don't even want to pay it you've got to fight for it so the first thing I would do is clarify with them that he's willing to pay for some downtime have you talked with him about it about the downtime no I, I had talked to him like just briefly about what, you know, about what happened. And he just told me, well, I'll just pay for all the damages. But the phone, I was on, cut out, and I didn't call back. I didn't, you know what I mean? I had sent him some pictures, and I never heard back from him. But I had sent him some pictures because his driver didn't take no pictures. I was out there three days, three days on the road there, first three days of his uh, driving career. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. That so he. He didn't know what to send to He didn't. Yeah, so. Yeah, and that's, but, um, that's yeah, usually. Yeah, I guess I need to call him back tomorrow. Cause I, I, I would call him back, and before you put a lot of work into coming up with the numbers, I would call him back and I would clarify that he's willing to pay downtime. And you two may even talk about how you're going to come up with that number. You know, you said you worked with a company once and they asked for invoices. Right. Well, you know, if we're fair about this, 
how much you gross in a day really isn't how much you should collect because that, you know, if the truck is running, you don't get to keep all of the money. You have fuel and, you know, all those other expenses. So yeah. the the correct way to do this would be to take your, if you had a profit and loss statement that showed how much you've made so far this year and after expenses showed your true net profit, then we could come up with a net profit per day after expenses. And that would really be the fair number. Okay. Um, so, so, so say like uh, maybe next week when on another show, you, you guys have all that information in there in, in, in the system for the trucks. Okay. Um, Maybe when we get another show uh, after I talk with this guy, uh, maybe we can maybe we can look at it a little bit before we go on the show. Maybe or I don't know yeah. how that works. I never really yeah. talked about the business and the money on the show. You know, just little questions here and there. But um, is that something that maybe we can look at next week? Maybe or yeah, yeah, we could do that. So what you would do is when you call and talk to Lisa, Lisa can just pull up your account. She'll send the report over to me, to the business report, and it only takes me, you know, 15 seconds to look at it and pick out the numbers I need. And um, Yeah, and then we could come up with a number per okay. day that you could, you know, approach him with. Okay. All right. That, that sounds good right there. Um, I, got, I got one more quick question for you there. Um, say, like, you know, uh, a DD-15 uh, I, I was possibly maybe looking at uh, a, a 2012 uh, Cascadia with a DD15 with a 10 speed, uh, but it has 355 rears. That's, and that, that's kind of a, a. That's actually a pretty common setup. <laughs> that would work okay. Um, I, you wouldn't want to drive that truck real fast. Those are actually. You know, 355 was a a really good kind of of middle-of-the-road gear ratio for a lot of trucks for a long time. Now we're starting to get into engines that run at much lower RPM, so that 355 is starting to look like a pretty low. But if you run that truck 55 to 65, you'd be fine with those gears. Anything over 65, you're going to start getting the RPMs a little too high. Okay. All righty. I was maybe thinking about getting a throwaway truck while, the, while my truck's going to be getting redone because it's probably going to be done down for a while. So I don't want to sit around and miss out on the on the rates right now, right? I'll probably make it up pretty quick. Yeah. You know, on a $30,000 truck, it might not take that long. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea if you're able to do that. So, you know, for a, for a truck like that, 10-speed and 355s, nothing wrong with that setup like i said at 60 it'll get good fuel economy i'm gonna get to a break we'll come right back get to your calls and questions 88 88 road dog if you dial right now you might be able to grab that open line we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford
Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel costs and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Kevin Rutherford, the number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. And I head off to Apopka. Matt, welcome to the program. Well, good evening, Kevin. Good evening. It's been a while since we talked in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has. Uh, It is the middle of the night, too. (laughs) Yeah, this eastern time zone kind of sucks. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, but yeah, 
say uh, your last caller on Monday night was talking about his transmission and was running at like 1800 RPM to run uh, 65 miles an hour. Yeah. And the nice thing about your app is I can go back and listen and rewind and <laughs> write it down, but he, he mentioned his transmission. I went and looked that up, and that is a single overdrive, 13-speed. It, it is. Okay. Now, the, uh, the, yep, the RTO14613, and its final gear is actually a .87. Wow. Okay. So that I, truck, or, well, that transmission, he had 373s. Right. And he said he had a buddy that had 342s. 342s will help him a little bit, but he'd still be at 1650 RPM. Yeah. If he's going to change rears, he should go all the way to the 264. Absolutely. And that's the transmission that's... We, we look for. I mean, to me, that's the ideal transmission. You put the 264s in it, you run in 12th. Yep. And you have one really nice overdrive gear that you could actually use. Yeah, because I, I ran all the numbers. He'd be at 65 miles an hour with that 264. In 12th gear, he'd be at 1460 RPM. That's perfect. And then he'd be at 74 miles an hour on um, rare days when he really wants to go crazy at the same RPM. Yeah, in 13. To me, so, that that's the way a truck should yep. be spec'd. You, you, you run in direct yep. where, where most of the time. Whatever speed you're going to run most of the time, that's where you gear your direct gear. And then you have that overdrive as your option when you need to go faster, you're really light. That makes a lot of sense. But... You know, the double overdrive, I, I just don't understand how we ever got there. Why did we ever get to a double overdrive, and yet we spec the truck to run in that top gear? It, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I know way back, <laughs> and this doesn't make any sense, you know, from the 80s and 90s on up, but Back before that, I believe just the manufacturing with the differential gears, the pressures and all that, they they couldn't build one heavy-duty enough. Yeah, that could be. And for that, for them higher gears. But, you know, really we were there by, by the 90s for sure. Yeah. So you, you why know, they got so popular to have double overdrives and stay in them lower differentials, I don't know. You know, it's interesting how we get stuck on something and never think to change it. I, I wish I could remember all the details of this example, but it was in one of the books I read about why the width of our railroad tracks are what they are. And it's a really <laughs> stupid width. It, it doesn't make any sense. They could be much wider, and it would be more efficient, and things would work better and fit better. And, and it goes all the way back to, like, England when they built trains, you know, 150 years ago, and there was a reason it was that width, and we just never changed it. Yep. Uh, the funny thing about that is uh, I believe the whole world 
uses that same gauge width, except for Russia. They actually have a wider track. Yeah, it it would because they're you know on the mega. Um, what is that? Modern Marvels or whatever yeah. mega engineering yeah. shows. I've watched a few of them, and they talked about building a railroad bridge across the uh, the Bering Sea. Okay. To connect U.S. and Russia and down through Canada, and yeah, they had already designed some cars that would run on either track. They really? Okay. Lift up certain wheels and drop down other ones, and but yeah, it's <laughs> pretty amazing and. Everybody always says, you know, for trucks with the uh, zero offset wide singles, right. that it brings the wheels in and your center of balance, <laughs> you realize that a railroad car is typically 10 feet wide and typically loaded over 200,000 pounds, and they're running on rails four foot, and I don't remember the exact number, but four foot... <laughs> Uh, three inches or something like that. It's not much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So their their center of gravity and stability is is much narrower than a semi truck. Good point. Yeah. Good point. All right. Well, interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I'd wish there was an easy way to give everybody the website for Eaton's um transmission list and it lists every gear torque ratings and all reverse gears everything for every model transmission but um unless you want me to send it to you you could post it on facebook or something yeah we could probably do that because you're right you want to take it's not an easy address yeah to you could out. take me in it and i could help answer questions in there then okay let me do that i'm going to put you back on hold lisa can pick up and we'll we'll get that done because that it comes up a lot, and there are so many model numbers that, you know, I remember what some of the positions mean, the RTX, the RTO, the RT. Um, obviously, the numbers tell you whether it's a 9, 10, 13, 15, 18. But then some of those other factors I just don't remember when you get deep down into some of those transmissions. Let's get to another call. Let's go to Minnesota. Bob, welcome to the program. Hey, good uh, good night there, Kevin. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we are you're so uh, into autonomy and autonomy trucks and whatnot. Um, I see uh, uh, one of the, uh, I think it was like an Uber car or something like that, that uh, struck and killed somebody. Did you see that? I did, yeah. It was in Arizona, a pedestrian in a crosswalk. Yeah, just kind of wondering what your your thought is about that, if that will set the whole autonomy aspect back a little bit, or do you think they'll slow down on that, or, or, uh, or how do you, uh, how do you feel that's going to change the whole outcome of, because you, you hear some senators and uh, representatives now kind of saying that they need to slow down on that type of technology and whatnot. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. When I first started talking about this and drivers got upset and they would call in and argue and say it's never going to happen. And, and one of the things people would say is, well, just wait till one of those vehicles kills somebody and the lawyers will be all over it. And And I said, well, they will kill somebody. There's no question. 
It's going to happen. And yes, the attorneys will be all over it, and we'll have to figure out who's at fault and all those things. But we do that every day anyway. Uh, You know, what about the 70 people that got killed by cars and vehicles that were driven by people on that day? And that happens every day. We kill 60 to 70 people a day on the highways, in the roads of this country. It's been going on forever. And I'm not excusing the fact. I I really don't want autonomous cars or vehicles running people over. But I don't want people running people over and killing each other either. And we seem to be okay with that. So it, it will slow things down. And it's just pure public perception. People will be all up in arms about this. Um, I saw some video footage. I'm not sure that a human driver would have missed her. She came out of nowhere. So, like I said, that kind of stuff happens every day. But it'll it'll slow things down. Everybody will talk about it. They'll all freak out. And then we'll go right back to testing this stuff. Ultimately, ultimately, there is no question in my mind that autonomous technology is going to be far safer than humans. The the autonomous technology that we already have in cars today is already saving lives. Things like lane departure warnings, um, automatic braking on a lot of new car models, already saving lives because people just don't pay attention. And, and we're getting worse at paying attention because we're distracted by so many things when we're driving. We have multiple devices in our, our vehicle. We have, you know, dashboards that do 87 things and people are texting and emailing and watching YouTube videos and posting on Facebook all while they're driving. And they're killing people when they're doing it. And yet we're afraid of autonomous technology. I don't get it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you on the on that aspect. Let me uh, and, let me let me get to the break. I'll come back to you right after this. And, and again, this isn't perfect. It is going to kill people. That's you know, we kill people all the time. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. 
Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com. Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes... That Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free, it's simple, it does one thing and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. 8888-ROAD-DOG if you want to join us. Sometimes you can sneak in in this last half hour. We're going to go back to Minnesota. Bob, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I sit here and I think, and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you that about the um, the, the human life uh compared to uh, i guess computer autonomy killing people you know i mean that that's there's i mean the there's no i mean all the evidence is there that the computers are a lot faster in reaction time versus humans so i mean right there the statistics going to be skewed a little bit you know so uh, i was just wondering what your thoughts about the whole um the whole process of uh now these people are more towards slowing down the whole autonomy aspect of this, you know, uh, 
these senators and whatnot that coming out speaking against it when they were pro it just a few months ago. You yeah, know, I well, mean, it's kind of it's just kind of weird on how that works. You know, yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. Uh, just one more question. Yeah, let me address that, and then I'll let you. You got they're politicians. Okay. Um, they they like to seize the moment, and make everything political. When autonomy was hot, they were promoting it. When you know they have this tragedy, they'll exploit that tragedy. And but we also have very short memories. You know, news doesn't even last a day anymore, and we're on to the next thing. So there will probably be a little pullback. You know, Uber immediately said they're going to halt their testing. Um, they'll come out and, you know, say we, you know, identified an issue. We've done this and this and this, and we're back to testing. Uh, it'll it'll be a speed bump in the road. But there there is way too much money being invested in this technology to really slow it down much. Well, the problem I has is, have, I guess, is who's who's at fault in that situation. I understand, you know, uh, we had a a life that got perished, you know, because of that. But uh, who who's at fault? I mean, the driver obviously has it on uh, autopilot or you know autonomy mode. Uh, it, I, I mean, is the automaker at fault? I mean, there's well, got to be some well, no, some I form mean, of. But- um, guilt there you know well i mean the system fail or you know but let's think about this let's forget autonomy and let's just look at car accidents we've written the laws so that we don't really hold anybody responsible unless there was like criminal negligence you know unless you kill somebody under the influence and even then it's probably going to take multiple violations so we don't we don't count these as criminal offenses and we don't even really look to lay blame. We even have states that are called no fault states. We don't even determine who is that at fault. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. And the whole point is what's the point of determining who is at fault anyway? Because the insurance is there to pay the damages to make everybody whole. So you know, if we tried to determine who is at fault in all of these accidents that we have every single day, we'd clog up the court systems. Nothing would ever get done. So we've written laws that say, look, we're not even really going to lay blame. We have insurance. Insurance, somebody's insurance, depending on the state laws, is going to pay to make everybody whole. I don't see why that's going to be any different with an autonomous vehicle. You'll have an owner of the vehicle. It You know, it, we don't really hold manufacturers liable for, let's say, their brakes don't stop fast enough. You know, or who knows? We, we don't ever get down to that depth. We just say, look, there was an accident. We have insurance and somebody's going to get paid. So I don't see that autonomous vehicles are going to change that. Whoever owns the vehicle will be responsible for putting insurance on it. When something happens, insurance will pay, and it's no different than it's been for 50 years. I got a truck question here quick. Okay. Um, what? Okay, I, I was going to replace my driver's seat. Uh, do you have a preferred? I mean, I understand the Bose is a pretty good seat. Um, do you have a 
I guess a a seat that you would recommend for you know for comfortability and where it doesn't hurt your back or whatnot, you know? I really don't, and unfortunately, the Bose doesn't even exist anymore. They've stopped manufacturing it. Um, and other than that, I've never really even attempted to recommend a seat because it's really personal. Um, you know, I could go out and say, yeah, this is a really good quality seat, but some people like a very firm seat. Some people like a big, soft, cushy seat. Some people like a... You know, I have short legs, so I like a seat that has a very short base. Some people don't like that. So it's one of those things that I get asked every once in a while, and I just don't have a recommendation. I've never gone out and figured out a way to test a seat to say, yes, this is the one you should have, because it's really comes down to more personal preference and comfort than much of anything else. So really what you've got to do is you've just – it's one of those things that I would just go spend a lot of time sitting in the seat and, you know, finding what's comfortable for you. Let's go to Tennessee. Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, my name? How you, how you doing, man? Good. What can I help you with tonight? Yes, uh, I've been driving about a year and a half. I had to become a – a truck driver kind of out of necessity. I'm a, I was a welder for over 25 years and uh, a contract welder too. So I understand the aspect of switching from being like a shop hand to a contractor. So what, where that, where that comes in the fold is I'm, I'm a company hand now and I want to learn the basics of becoming a owner operator. Okay. All right. Well, you, uh, you just missed by about two weeks a uh, an online class that I teach. I teach a 16-week course on exactly that, how to become an owner-operator. Every step, everything you should think about, everything you should work on. Um, it, it's a really in-depth course that I teach over 16 weeks. So when this 16-week course ends, we'll do it again. Um, I usually take three weeks to a month off and then I start up another class and do it again. So one option is if you're not in a hurry, you could wait and take my next class when it uh, starts I'm not, up. I'm not in a hurry because uh, this is a, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you have to take your time with. You don't, you don't, it's like buying a house. You don't go rush into that either. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It, it, I see a lot of guys rush out and do it. And that's why we have so many people fail at this. And that's why I created the course because there's really nothing else. Um, I, you know, it's not that I'm mm-hmm. going to try to sell you my course. I guess I am. But uh, there's no place else I could point you. There, There is nothing else to teach you how to do this. There's no other material anywhere. You're really just on your own um, or you could take this course that I created. And I created this um, about 10 years ago. I used to teach it live in a two-day live seminar, and then I created a program that you can buy, and you can still buy that. We still sell it in our store where there's some audio that you listen to when you're driving. There's some video you can watch. There's a workbook. There's checklists. So you could go to our store online at letstruck.com, and you could buy the program, and you could start learning from that. Um, And then I decided uh, just last year, 
to turn all of that content into an online course. So all of the material is available online. And then I took it one step further where I now teach it live on a, a weekly webinar. So we do a, a roughly about a one-and-a-half-hour webinar every Monday for 16 weeks where I teach the material, and I recommend other business books to go listen to while you drive. So um, those are, you know, two of your options. Uh, buy the program and kind of work through it yourself. Um, wait and do the 16-week class the next time we do it, or both if you wanted to. Well, I think that I'd uh, probably uh, get into it pretty simple pretty easy because uh, like I said I was a, a contract welder basically if you like a welder owner op you want to call it I mean I had my own have my own rig and everything and so I understand the, the about I had to uh, keep receipts for fuel and for for uh, the welding machine and uh, consumables and all stuff like that so I mean I can't I understand all that aspect yeah and, I, and, I, and I'm sure it has a, it's a lot similar to becoming well, it's the same thing as an owner-operator. It, it, it is, but I'll tell you, when I come back from the break, I'll tell you what, what's really different. What you're talking about are, are the mechanics of doing it. You know, these receipts, that tax law, that kind of thing. When we come back, I'll tell you what's really different about the course and the way I teach it. We'll do that right after this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. for the 2018 CMC Live Seminar, the biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at letstruck.com or call our TriCare team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGage KR to maximize your driving efficiency. 
The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com. Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's I'm Kevin Rutherford. If you dial right now, we're down to the final segment. I think I could squeeze another call or two in if you dial it right now. 8888-ROAD-DOG. We'll get right to those calls here in just a couple minutes. Uh, one of the things that, that's very different in the way that I teach, whether it's this course about how to buy your first truck and get started, um, the CMC, the seminar that I'm teaching here at Louisville, the three-day about getting your authority and becoming a carrier, I don't focus on the mechanics of it. What I mean by that are those step-by-step things you have to do, like you have to get your EIN number and you have to set up a bank account and um, you have to you know, pay your quarterly taxes. And I, I cover those things, but I don't spend much time on them. Because those are things you're going to do one time. They're, you have to do them. And then once they're done, you're never going to think about them again. And I know that's what people focus on because they're worried about those things. And they want to make sure they get all that right. And I get that. I teach all those things. But I spend my time on the strategies of running a profitable business. And I want you to just be in business I want you to be wildly successful and profitable. So that's what I spend my time on, on setting goals and, and, you know, creating a business plan and creating budgets and knowing exactly how to spec the right truck. And I put a lot of work into setting up your business model. Are you going to lease to a carrier? If you are, I teach a very detailed strategy about how to find the right carrier. Are you going to work with brokers? If so, I teach you how to build relationships with brokers and what that should look like. Are you going to go shipper direct? That's a possibility. I'll teach strategies on how to do that. So it's not just about the stuff you have to do, the mechanics. It's 
It's really about how to run a really successful, profitable business. Um, And we also have the CMC coming up, and I believe we'll have registration open within a week. Um, I'll certainly let you know as soon as we have that done. I know uh, Lisa and the team have all been working on that, uh, mostly Lisa, and she's getting very close. The CMC is our five-day business conference. We are going to have that uh, September. I believe it's the 17th through the 22nd, seems right. Uh, It's a Monday through Friday. We bring in other speakers. I spend 30 to 35 hours on the stage that week. We have lots of events, a ton of information, and uh, we are heading into our 12th, maybe 13th year for that program now. So um, we'll let you know more about that. But that's another great educational opportunity for everything from somebody buying their first truck all the way up to somebody who, you know, has their authority and is building a fleet. Let's go to Arizona. Al, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got an oil sample there for you to look at, and I've got a situation, and I had a, to get a my well repair. But I a question about should I detune or not? Anyways, you're looking at a 2014 uh, Camber T680 ISX. Currently has about 445,000 miles on it. Back in July, I I just had to truck about a year and a couple of months. In July last year, I had the mission cleaning, the tune, and the Dorothy installed. Okay. But I also went in that time with Pittsburgh Power for for engine D right. <laughs> I'm the culprit that had the uh, screwy extended warranty where they don't longer take extended warranties thanks to the hassle of mine. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I did go to them. Two more times for the same problem, engine degrade. So first time was we did all that stuff first, then it was an ECM. Second time, a couple of months later, was a DPF. Third time was an ox sensor. And so other than uh, this money pit here, uh, in December, my turbo went out, and so I had that replaced. Unfortunately, I'm one of the weird ones. Extended warranty that's already cost me six thousand. They've already paid nine thousand in repairs. Yeah, <laughs> so I lucked out. it, it, it so, happens. You, but you won the yeah, lottery. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting for all the so trouble. So this Monday, I started to truck. Go ahead. And can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. This Monday, I started to truck at a cold start, and engine D ray light came on. And it's, it still comes on once in a while in the past. Um, I can shut off the engine, turn the ignition on without running and shut it off, turn it on, you know, do a cycle like that. And it would go away, but this time it didn't. So I went to that shop that did the turbo just near my house. Um, and so at, they got an EGR code showing that. And then afterwards, uh, the next day they started working on it, and then they found out it had – buku amount of soot levels in the EGR and the intake. Now, I was there at Pittsburgh Power when they did the emission clean, when they took the intake out and the EGR. And this was like very similar. Here it is from July to here, what, eight months, maybe 70,000, 80,000 miles. And it's got buku amounts. And so the shop 
manager, service manager, and which, by the way, that shop used to sell Pittsburgh power motors before. So they're pretty open-minded. He's not too, hey, it's that damn tune, and you guys got too much horsepower in there, right. that kind of thing. But um, he's when they when they cleaned it all out, and then they ran it again to regen. Everything was fine. So what he was telling me, he says, well, he suggested he didn't want to. He goes, if you want, to take it back to Pittsburgh Power and see what they could detune it a little bit. Maybe you just got way too much horsepower, which the dyno in July was at 529 to the ground and 2250 pounds of torque from a stock 400 ISX. So um, I had asked him at the time, I go, well, you know, why don't you just put the stock setting back up? And he tried to put a 450 program in there, but he couldn't get in there. Um, he couldn't get into He says, there, there's some kind of a pirate code in there that they can't. he can't change it. I spoke with Damien uh, this week regarding what's happening. Damien's thinking it's something else that's causing the engine derate. But you're looking at the oil sample. What do you think and what are your hypotheses might be? Well, first off, that's not too much horsepower, not even close. You know, if you were putting out 700, 750, you know, then we could run into some issues. Five-something to the ground is about 600 flywheel. That That is not too much. That's a great place to run that ISX. I don't think it's the tune doing any of this. Yeah. Here's the other interesting thing. For an engine with so many problems, I'm looking at a really clean oil sample. You know, no fuel dilution, less than 0.1 on the soot. That's almost unheard of on an ISX. You do have that weird thing where it's right. it, where it's depleting the base, but that's the new oils. We see that a lot. You've got some oxidation, so there might be some blow-by in this truck. Um, does it use oil? No, it, well, it uses a gallon about every ten, nine to twelve thousand. Yes, yeah, so I'm that's... always eighty thousand. I run I five corridor, so I'm up and down um, Oregon, Washington, a lot, lot of hills. Yeah, so that's you virtually. No... Other than that, I mean, the trip runs great. You right. Know? So the, the oxidation. Sometimes we get blow by in one direction, not both. So you're not burning oil, so we're not getting oil past the rings. But we might be getting combustion gases past the rings, and that oxidizes some of the oil. But there's no other indication that it's hurting anything. Your wear metals are really low. There's no dirt. Uh, there's something else going on in this engine. And I, I don't think that soot is a really big problem. I, I'm, You know, sometimes when we look at those components, it looks worse than it is. If 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 this engine is producing a lot of soot, it's certainly not getting into the oil. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's the thing. Because he was looking at the Dorothy, you know, and he says, I thought this thing was supposed to get out. Well, they cleaned it out, but not a whole lot came out of the Dorothy. It does it does still make, you know, I think it only get captures about uh, 60%. Right. And as I've been cleaning it, it's less and less as as I've been cleaning it. I do change the oil every 25000 only because I have that extended warranty, and, you know, this way I'm getting no – I mean, they've been paying out, so I'm lucky. So that's why I right. figured. And the, the service manager, he wasn't really pushing to put, put it back to stock, but for him, he says, hey, look, I can't even get into that ECM properly. So an idea was to put it back to 450 that way since it's right by my house it's the, yeah. i mean he's like eight miles from my house and he's 
pretty cool guy. And, and that way they work with my warranty. And so that's what he, his thought was, well, look, if you have problems, look, why don't you put it back, go back to him, tell him, put it, where, where, tell him where, where it's a stock setting where he can get into just in case I have any future problems. Right. And then to find out what's the. Hey, I got to cut you loose. The music's playing. They're going to chase me out of here. Um, I really don't know on this one. I mean, you've got a shop that's looking at it multiple times. They can't figure it out. I'm not seeing anything in this oil sample that would give me any clues. The oil sample's really clean. So I think you're going to have to get maybe the two shops even talking to each other a little bit to maybe track this one down. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work. Master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.